Hey, Blair. Hey. Welcome back to Davi the Scapegoat. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. <laughs> I got a lot of energy because I've been drinking these AG1 athletic greens. Ah, yeah. Tell me and more. And everybody says new year, new me. I say new year, same me, but like just a scotch healthier yeah. than before. <laughs> improved. Let's, imp- let's, let's improve, say improved. our bodies. Let's take care of the one vessel we have. And yeah. so I gave AG1 by Athletic Greens a try because I was looking for a one-stop shop for vitamin supplements, boosting my energy, immune system support, all the things that I really need right now. Like doctor's orders, I need these things. There is some more pep in my step. I'm I'm excited. That's great. That what's happening, although I'm a little bit bitter. Let me tell you why. Why? Do you remember in like early December when I bought all of those supplements yeah. on Amazon. And I went through and was like, all right, yes, and I'm going to is... start taking these in the new year. I'm going to take all of them every day. <laughs> this is a very- and I'm going to start before the th- new year. This is the f- typical Davi move. Shut is up. When you're ready <laughs> to improve yourself, it requires a lot of Amazon ordering. <laughs> <laughs> I bought all of these different supplements because you go through health crises and then you find yourself depleted in this, depleted in that. These are all the things that I bought. Vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin B6. I bought B12, calcium, magnesium, potassium, the super mushroom complex, mm-hmm. those big pills that you were like, what's this? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to better my life. That's in There's here. There's a mushroom complex? The mushroom it? complex is in here. So that's digestive enzymes. That's energy. You got probiotics. Remember those big probiotics yeah. I was taking? Mm-hmm. Those big old boys. There's like over 75 vitamins in this. Nine products in one. You're getting mushroom complex. You're getting hormones. You're getting your B12. Less than one gram of sugar in the whole thing. This is great. This is going to be my new afternoon pick-me-up because I've had to cut back on my caffeine intake. Well, I'm glad you like it because I ordered a lot. If you're also ready to take ownership of your health, today's a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Davi, D-A-V-I. That's athleticgreens.com slash Davi. Thank you for introducing me to this. Yeah, I feel like it's going to complement our lifestyle. <laughs> we can be on the go and still get our supplements. So speaking of compliments, mm-hmm. you've got, got some, some for me. I got one for you. For me? Yeah, I was, I went through our I was joking. <laughs> our drama and advice emails. <laughs> yeah. On the website, so if you go to davicrimmins.com on our contact yeah, page, you can send us an email, ask us a question, ask mm-hmm. us for advice. We've been using a lot of it for Q and A for the members only section of the website, mm-hmm. but we're bringing some to the podcast today because Blair could use this compliment, and then we're also <laughs> going to give some advice on the backside as if we are qualified to be doing so in any way whatsoever. <laughs> From Jocelyn. So Jocelyn wanted to say that she really enjoyed Blair's perspective. So she said... Oh, the Blair's perspective episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Blair's perspective episode was back three three to five between there. <laughs> Go listen to all of them. They're fun. Everybody's mm-hmm. got perspective. One of the earlier ones. I just listened to Blair's Got Perspective and you were talking about getting in trouble for being too loud, too happy, too emotional in any way. And damn, I can relate. And when y'all talked about when the boss targets a group versus the individual, mm. <laughs> you were you had some, yeah. Blair. You had some personal yeah. uh, feelings about that. 
especially. That's my current work situation, Jocelyn says. I'm trying to leave. Not only does he just correct the whole group when he will actually, but he will actually choose someone random and use them as an example versus calling out the person he's talking about Mm -hmm. that time. So that episode with Blair was very relatable content for me. I really hope yours and my situation changes, and I'm glad that you're doing this podcast. It's helping bring perspective to me and to my past and to my current work situations. Stay amazing. Mm. Thanks, Jocelyn. Thank you, Jocelyn. And yes, you really enjoyed hearing your side of things and I forgot like when you brought that up I had forgotten all about that was one particular thing but if you want to hear about it go back to that episode we're not going to go into it okay all right (laughs) thank you (laughs) Jocelyn we're firing on all cylinders today man I got that AG1 pumping in my veins <laughs> you woke up all. early and did yoga I and got, then got sh- your athletic greens in. Yes, and mm-hmm. I have a schedule in front of me. I don't schedule. usually do that. It says, I have to say that I wasn't an avid such and such show listener um, <laughs> once. Say it in Italian. Say it in the way you said it in Italian. <laughs> Remember? Say it in Italian. Um, the way Il, il, il spectacolo di, di caca. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacolo de caca. Le programma de caca. We don't, eh, we don't say it anymore. We say okay. that. Uh-huh. Or, or <laughs> eh, il spectacolo in del, uh, del piccolo uomo. I like de caca. I started following you on social media, and your content always resonated with me. When I heard you were fired from the show, I became even more invested in your story. And she goes on to say, on July 25th, I was forced to resign in quotation marks, resign a position or be fired after three and a half years. I was devastated. Not only had I spent three and a half years with this company, but my family was invested in this company for more than five years before I started working for them. I was heartbroken, and I have to explain to my eight-year-old why he couldn't see his friends anymore. So she was close with these people. Mm. When I subscribed to your podcast... I was doing it out of solidarity. But the more I listened, the more I became to realize just how toxic my previous job was. The things you talk about in your podcast, the corrective emails sent to the group instead of the specific person, calling it a family and treating people like dirt, all of it hit me in the feelings. That that one you brought up really got to people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Thankfully, I now have a better job and I'm much happier Um, My previous co-workers have completely cut ties with me, which is for the best. However, it became apparent how little I meant to them when I tried to contact them to get documents completed for my new job. um, I had to reach out several times asking for simple things, and I know they are doing it out of spite because I witnessed them do it to other past employees. Yeah, you know what that's like too. Thank you for being someone I can commiserate with on my ride to work. I have been able to laugh at the things you and your comfort people have said during your shows. People are shitty! (laughs) Exclamation point. But you are showing that you could overcome them, and so can I. Thank you for being true to you. I love that. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Beth. People are shitty, but they're easy to overcome. (laughs) They're shitty, but they're easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy once you make that jump. Yeah. Once you make that leap and, and... I mean, and separate yourselves from them. Yeah, but it's 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 tough when you're when you're in that situation. When yes, you have mm-hmm. um, you know a heart full of loyalty, and you're in and, and just a 
And you hope keep in your heart. Keep expecting it to get better. People to, mm-hmm. um, because it, you know, it it was like when you're like it was good at one point. Mm-hmm. What happened? And everybody's just like, you got to get rid of those intrusive thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, are these intrusive thoughts? Are they? Are intrusive thoughts the words that come out of my coworkers' mouths when I'm not in the room? Those are intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts are your boss telling you that you bring everybody down. <laughs> yeah. To get out, yeah, I can't stand looking at you. Hypothetically, leave the room. Yeah, yeah like go. God, how could you think that, Davi? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess when they when you know it's implied thoughts, like you, it happens inside you your head. You made that happen, but your implied thoughts came out of his mouth. Yeah, no, I feel. Uh, How do you do that? <laughs> what are you fucking magic? I'm like a ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> I should be on America's Got Talent. All right, we're gonna start. We're gonna do advice emails. I'm gonna start right. with one from. I'm gonna call her Sarah, because she just has an email. Okay. Um, but Sarah said. I have a few topics I'd love to hear you expand on in the podcast. So the difference between paying your dues and being taken advantage of at work. Mm. I listened to Meet Cairo and Cairo's perspective and hearing about how Cairo was paid or lack thereof in his words for his work on your last show, I couldn't help but think about how he and so many others have been taken advantage of for their work under the guise Mm -hmm. of you have to pay your dues. Mm -hmm. Also, the idea that you were told to be grateful when you tried to bring up concerns when renewing your contract. Mm -hmm. Being grateful for an opportunity should not mean that you aren't allowed to speak up or express concern when something doesn't feel right. Plus, if you weren't good at your job, you would not have lasted over 10 years. Mm. Someone brought that up. <laughs> if there were issues six years ago, whatever, how did you get moved full time yeah. and then get promoted and then get a three-year contract right, renewed. and then get yeah. another three-year contract, mm. like a renewal of a three-year contract? Someone pointed that out and I was like, yeah, you're right. What, mm-hmm. do, what do they say? Facts. <laughs> Facts. A lot of facts going on here. 100%. So um, Sarah says, I feel like this is something everyone can relate to. I'd love to hear you and your comfort humans discuss either of these topics. I'm sure you all have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Got it. So that is a great freaking idea, Sarah. And I love these kinds of emails because, okay, so paying your dues, like a do's and don'ts, because they're absolutely, I believe in that. You can't just walk into any job throwing elbows. Mm-hmm. It works for some people. <laughs> I've seen it. Sure. But it doesn't work for most. So you do have to pay your dues. You do have to, um, I feel like even in the music industry, oh, there God, is. That's what I was going to say. In the music industry, that's that term is, is thrown around a lot, paying your dues and playing for exposure. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to the industry, if you're starting a new group, if you're a, a, a new on the scene, then by all means, you need to take those exposure gigs if they could guarantee that you're performing in front of a, an audience and and you're brand new, nobody knows who you are, then that's what you do. And you do that um, for as, as long as you need to um, until you're able to start bringing those people to, a, to your own show. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to the point where those people that the exposure gigs are following you wherever you go and you could charge them money to see you, then that's when you're not paying your dues anymore. Yeah. That's when, that yeah, that's when you become 
an actual commodity and you know can make money in the industry so take that and apply it to any facet of uh, of broadcasting or or internships with companies if you start off getting people coffee and ordering the chick-fil-a that's paying your dues now if people are tuning into the show because they like your segment then you're no longer paying your dues you're getting taken advantage of and it's time for you to be treated as a partner in the business yeah, that is that's a to really, some capacity. That's a good point. I've never mm-hmm. thought about it like that. And I'm definitely going to have uh, Cairo come back on and talk about this, uh, and we can share our own lists. I mean, just to, and I can, I can go into this more when I'm I'm back with him. But like, all I can think of right now is, I'll maybe I'll have definitive stories later. But all I can think of right now is it's like one is getting taken advantage of, the other is actually paying your dues. How do you feel? Do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel kind of used after the fact? Mm-hmm. Um, two. How do the people around you feel? Mm-hmm. Meaning your friends and your family. Do people think that that benefited you, or mostly someone else? Mm-hmm. Did they? Were they okay with how people responded to you? Were they? supportive or were they concerned Mm -hmm. about what you were having to do to pay your dues Mm -hmm. um and i absolutely think that sometimes people maybe you have some frenemies that will you know like devil wears prada andy's boyfriend like he was being such a fucking boner Mm -hmm. about her having that new job and she's trying to pay her dues but also like up her wardrobe to fit in with everybody and maybe it was excessive but he was like from the get being kind of a bitch about Mm -hmm. it her friends were all not very supportive so it's hard to tell sometimes if you're stepping into toxicity or if your friends are just hating change Mm. yeah and so maybe maybe some people don't have your 100 percent best interest at heart because they're letting their own um personal life personal life leak into Mm -hmm. their advice to you Mm -hmm. or they're trying to you know fluff a situation that doesn't need to be so I feel like if someone's like oh I you did that for this person and you know I remember when I was paying my dues and I was like yeah I work holidays my mom would be like you need to march into that (laughs) office and you need to put your foot down and you you need to stamp sure. your little foot and you need to tell them I deserve. Well, she was a bit biased because she wanted to hang she out wanted with you on the, out. on the yeah. holidays. But that doesn't mean that my job was toxic. I was paying my dues at yeah. that point. At that point, you felt. When I was still working holidays like sure. six Six years later, years later, mm-hmm. I said, "Hold the fucking phone." There's other, so, there's other people that could be doing this for, yeah, for, like, for me. Hold yeah. on, I am, I allowed my this, this is now being taken advantage mm-hmm. of, and I've been sitting here allowing it. Yeah. So that is when it shifts. So, how do you feel if you feel like you're working yourself towards a goal and you're learning a lot of new things and you're gaining a lot from it? Cool. You're paying your dues for that knowledge. If you feel crappy on the back end, like you got taken advantage of, you did. If you feel used, it's because you are. Mm-hmm. How the people around you feel, if they're feeling negative or positive about it. Um, look at the intentions of the benefactor in who is your paying dues to mm-hmm. or being taken advantage of by. 
what what are their intentions? Can you read them? Are they hard to read? Is it mm-hmm. because they're a faceless sociopath <laughs> and you can't really read them so you don't know what their intentions are? Maybe make a gamble. Life's all about gambling. How does the benefactor respond to you after you are paying your dues? Mm-hmm. Are they grateful? Right. Or are they kind of like, this is what you have to fucking do? Right. Do you want to be paying dues towards this kind of person? Gratitude is important payment. If, yeah. Yeah. If, if they feel, do they feel entitled to to the work that you're putting in, or are they are they grateful for it? And we hope that you'll be able to recognize when you're being taken advantage yeah. of. Don't wait before on before you realize you're two years into it. And don't wait on cannot. them to make that decision for you. You need to yeah. know when it's time to 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 push back a little. Because when you let it happen for too long. And then you try to push back. It turns into this weird, like, uh, where is this coming from? You can't challenge (laughs) the culture of our workplace. Mm -hmm. This is just how things are. You've allowed them to enjoy (laughs) it for so long. Now you're just a person that wants to shake things up and rock the boat. That's no good. Such weirdos. We're we're so yeah. And this is all hypothetical. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm no. We're pe- we're speaking from personal experience. This is our perspectives mm-hmm. through different industries, and um, I'll make sure that Cairo comes in and brings you guys a list of like the do's and don'ts of paying your dues. But that's a that was a great question, Sarah. And let's move on to Jill. Okay, question for Davi from Jill. Hi, what do you think is the best way to deal with someone giving you the silent treatment? We were kind of just touching on that a minute ago. Um, my spouse and I have recently set a boundary with family members, uh, a, and a couple have taken it personally. I am currently four months pregnant, and my spouse told our close family members that we don't want unvaccinated people or small children to visit us while I'm on maternity leave. We thought we couldn't have children, and we tried for years. And getting this far in a pregnancy, maybe I'm overprotective or overworried, but this plan is what makes us feel the safest. These family members did not respond to the message. Yes, this was done over text because we wanted to be clear and give them a chance to respond and even discuss it maybe even at a later time without being over-emotional or argumentative. Um, They have not responded to other attempts to speak to them, uh, which is not typical of them. One of them even left our normal group chat, um, perhaps even blocked us. I'm not used to this because my family is very open and disagrees with each other face-to-face, sometimes loudly. I'm trying to be understanding of their feelings because they are different than mine, but I feel like they are being childish, especially with refusing to communicate. I haven't been trying to communicate about the issue so far, just sending them a fun, just funny pictures of our cat or giving them a pregnancy update, which I was giving them before, and they would respond immediately and happily, and now all I get is silence. My spouse seems to think this is normal in their family, even though they seem more upset about it than I am. I have a feeling this is going to make both of us resentful and harm the relationship long term, but I'm not sure if I should keep feeling this out um, and keep reaching out, give them some time, or just say, screw it, and refuse to communicate as well, even if they reach out to us because it seems as though they are intending to be hurtful at a stressful time for us. Hmm. Yeah, she she's now kind of falling into the game with them by pretending like it's not happening and, and continuing to, to send lighthearted messages that don't get any response. So I feel like, and that's sort of giving them what they want. That's maybe maybe empowering them a little bit 
that they could ha- oh, now no. have this ability to 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 not respond and continually let her know that they're unhappy that they're mad about something it can go a thousand different directions mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it could be infuriating them that she is pretending it's not happening and acting yeah. like she's not caring right. because what they're what it seems like they're trying to do is take your sensitive time make it about them they're watching you go through all of this and they're like you don't need this right now they tell themselves she doesn't need this right now they look in the mirror and they're like she absolutely doesn't need this right now but i do and then they come and they make your crap show about them in some way by making you i need to send a nice light-hearted message mm-hmm. today i need yeah. to try really hard to get back in your good graces because yeah. i must have done something i must have done something i am in a sensitive time so i'm going to be extra people pleasy to everybody around me i honestly do think sometimes you will encounter people that when they see that you're down, they like to kick you more. Th- this past year, I've said a lot, people kick you more when you're up. Because <laughs> like, mm. that's what it really, really felt like uh, last year. Because they want to bring you down. Because it was, back down you know, it, some people are, are bothered that you're up and doing mm-hmm. great, so they want to bring you down. But a different kind of person, when you're down, wants to kick you more because they like you there and they like feeling needed. And I don't, I'm not saying like everybody's evil. I'm just saying some people have some unchecked attachment issues. Mm-hmm. They get what they need from their friends by manipulating just a little bit. And it's it's frustrating because you're like, we're just supposed to like love each other. Why does it get weird with mind games? I'm in a place where if somebody wants to give you the silent treatment, let them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> All right. It's good. Let it happen. Right. Because what I feel like I've learned is like keeping your cards hidden a little bit more. And I hate saying that because people are going, you don't want to be guarded. Like what we were talking about sure. earlier. But I'm like giving less of yourself is a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody is privy to every inner thought when you go tell people. What's your problem? They will try to flip it around and say that yeah. you've been doing it the whole time or something. So it's like when you give somebody that vulnerability, they might use it against you. So when I have seen these kind of behaviors shift in people and I've seen it, instead of going, I want to solve the conflict, let's talk about it, I get usually a second opinion. Like I'll usually hang out with that person with you. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it, I'll go, cool I'm gonna give them some space because they're going through something and they're trying to take me into it (laughs) and I got my my my, got my doctor's note I got my second opinion Mm -hmm. that something is off and they're going through something um and I don't want to make their thing about me by going why are you being mean to me are you mad because it's just it's not gonna help anybody so I honestly feel like just going about business is the best thing to do, but it might be making them angry. Yeah, because would, they're waiting for you to react. I would say contact less. You know, I mean, is that what you're is that what you're saying too? Pull back a little bit on the contact. Let them let them come to you, and maybe eventually they'll start feeling like the jerks. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there's because you know they. I mean, if I'm you sure have, they'll want to be around the the child, the baby when it's born. It sounds like you have a number of unanswered texts, mm-hmm. so. I feel like at the end of the day, you got a paper trail for who's given yeah. who the silent treatment, yeah. and you can't. When when they say what's your deal, 
it's like, well, this started way before that, mm-hmm. which was with you. And I, I, that that's helpful. And I hate, I hate that because it really does feel like mind games, but that's, um, yeah. sometimes with some people, that's the world we're living well, in. Well, and, and what she said about this potentially making her and her spouse resentful towards each other, um, yeah, I think pulling back and not trying to communicate with these people, not trying to get anything back from them, um, would make things easier on your relationship as well. You know, just focus on communicating with each other and with your spouse, and not so much with the extended family. Um, if it were me, I would call them out on. I would. I would be like, "Hey, haven't hung out in a while. Why don't you come over and and, oh, and the- come over for dinner? Did you get vaccinated yet?" You know, and no kids. You know, like that's right. Yeah, that's what that's what I would do. But I I think that your advice was was really great. Enjoy the silent treatment. I think your advice was really great. But, uh, but pretend I'm the, the kind spa. of I'm the kind of person that would that, that would like lure them in to um, actually telling me to my face that they're just not going to to um, do to do what you requested. And you know, I'm sure it's it's probably some kind of uh, political thing if you're talking about vaccinations. So that's never easy. Ain't that a bummer? Yeah. So when it comes to like your family and your space, you can be, there's no such thing as overprotective. Don't let anybody tell you that there is. That's mm-hmm. your space. You can react however you want. <laughs> you you own that land. This is this is house crimmins. Sure. Like I'll fight you. If you have the sniffles, I will. What is it? It's like, this is Sparta or whatever. Like it just Don't tell me you're getting over whatever cold that you have right now. Come back when you are officially over it. All right. This next one is from, I love her email, but we're going to call her little Edie. Little Edie? Yeah. You reading this one? Her email is call me little Edie. You know, little Edie from Grey Gardens. No. Yeah. You know, Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw the documentary now, which was like a mock, a mockumentary oh, no, of that. Oh no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not... <laughs> With Fred Armisen is, and Bill people... Hader. Yeah. Which is, which is hilarious. Anyways, she said, "Call me Little Edie," and that's that's my favorite. Hey, Davi, I only found out about your firing because uh, your podcast was no longer. This is my old podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just call it BS. Um, your old podcast. Ah, fuck it. Your old podcast, broadly speaking, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm still trying. Seriously, why am I still trying? I found out New Year's Eve and New Year's Day that I'm on a billboard in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Not for this show. Still. For my old show. Yeah. They still have her in the- I'm in in the picture. In the picture with the rest of the cast members for a show that she was fired from six months ago. Weird to- Weird to put the crime scene on a billboard. Yeah. Odd choice. <laughs> Did Odd it have the knife in your back? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show it to you. Yeah. It's, I look adorable. Um, Did somebody so, have blood all over but, their hands? Yeah, I'm like, why am I still like censoring myself? There's <laughs> literally, okay, so your old podcast, broadly speaking, is no longer available on Apple Podcasts. So I looked you up, found out what happened. That being said, I have a story about a shitty firing too that was total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't announced nationally, but it was still pretty awkward. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Um, I was a medical assistant before I became a pharmacy technician. Ooh, my sister's in this business. I was working at CVS. Talk about a toxic, mm-hmm. soul-sucking workplace. <laughs> <laughs> Your sister did that too, CVS. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. She's she she was at a few different places. A few a few different CVSs, I think. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed to get the f out 
of the job as it was slowly killing me. I got a job at a local oncology office as both a medical assistant and a pharmacy tech. I was there for about a month and it was going really well, except for my voice volume carrying too much through the long, narrow office. Mm. The office manager talked to me about it and we moved on. And then a few weeks later, a doctor himself calls me into his office and he tells me I talk too much to some of the staff. (laughs) I knew it was the crappy receptionist, but I just kept my mouth shut unless it was work-related. Fast forward to a week or so, and he calls me back into his office. He tells me that someone still isn't happy and that we'll talk again whenever. I come in the next day and I notice some weird looks from other staff. I shrug it off and I get to work. At lunch, the asshat fires me. A week or so later, I ran into one of the other assistants, and she told me that everyone had been told I'd been fired the day before. Mm. I looked on Indeed, and I saw their posting, and that it was posted the day before I was actually fired. That explains the weird looks. Yeah, the day everyone was told that I was fired. I was hurt for a few days, but quickly realized that the job was just meant to save me from CVS, and I wouldn't want to work somewhere that even considers that an appropriate way to fire someone. I am thankful I saw the reason way sooner rather than later. And I feel like you figured it out fairly quickly, too. Um, not quick enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but thanks, little Edie. Mm-mm. What in the world are they talking about? She talks too much? I don't even how do you How do you fire somebody for that? I mean, I don't, well, I people don't, were talking back to you, right? You weren't just walking around talking, <laughs> talking to yourself like a crazy person. Right? I mean, I've... I've um, <laughs> If she listened to Broadly Speaking, <laughs> she probably heard me vent about this time a few times because there were a few people, like when I was still doing hours for the rock stations, there were a few guys that would catch you in the hallway and they'd be like, Davi, you got to see this video. And here I am thinking it's going to be like some 15 second hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, and this is like venturing out of the days of Vine. So I'm like, bitch, my attention span is seven seconds. Mm-hmm. And and they put the phone in front of my face and I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this. And then my eyes dart down to how long it is yeah. and it's like 13 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Right. <laughs> do you think we're gonna stand in this hallway together? Like we're like Forrest Gump and that lady at the bus stop yeah. just hanging out right. and like watching just, this video. Can you fast forward it to when the lady falls and goes, uh, uh. I said, this is 13 <laughs> minutes long. And he's like, it's like 12. And I was like, it's 12.59. I was like, <laughs> you're out of your mind. And there was a whole conversation like, well, what's an acceptable length of video to show you? And I'm like, if it's over 60 seconds, I'm offended. <laughs> you text that video to somebody. You don't sit there and make them watch it unless you're waiting yeah. for a meeting to start or something. Oh, no. It was, it was, and it would happen a lot. And I was just like, maybe I'm being an asshole, but also I already know that the amount of work I have to fill today is going to have me here until mm-hmm. 6 30. And then I'm going to try to leave during, while it's still rush hour. I won't get home until 8 30. So fuck it. I'll just do some extra work, but I'll do extra work. It, that time is not going to be taken by this guy <laughs> in his 13 minute video. Um, yeah. You know, like, I, I, Sorry. I was like, maybe I'm an asshole. So I could see myself being like, that person talks a lot, but I'm really good. I'm really good about being like, I have like so much. Sorry, I don't want to mm. lose focus and I have like a lot to do today. What's up? Yeah. You know, like I'll just say that really quickly and then maybe that comes off bossy, but I. I like to think it's just assertive and be trying to be efficient with my time yeah. because legitimately 
it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Nothing about. Please don't take my focus away when yeah. I'm in when I'm in it. Right. Please don't take it away. It's so hard to get it jump started again. I feel like I need a defibrillator for right. it, and I don't want to drink coffee. I'm trying to do less of all of that and do better stuff for myself. And part of that is putting up boundaries. And I I could see myself being like, I don't have the you know the bandwidth mm-hmm. to deal with what you're dealing with right now but i i would say that to that person i would not go to management and be like this person talks to me too much and it sounds like after she was told she she did less yeah and then then so, then they she gets another pull and it, someone's still complaining somebody still had a problem and with her. but honestly if your voice is not deep <laughs> hey if you talk if you're too high pitch people it doesn't matter how few words you say in a day someone Mm. is gonna hate your voice and Mm. be annoyed by you so you might not be being too loud or saying too much but that doctor down the hallway was just like instead of putting on some freaking noise canceling headphones you're gonna say that this woman needs to change or make herself smaller to be around me Mm. i need my ear space takes up more space than my physical body does and you need to respect all of my personal space and it's very fucking frustrating because I don't think you have you should have to shrink yourself. Well, no, and that just proves that she was in the in the wrong space because somewhere your conversationalism and your voice are a skill, as a skill set and an attribute. So, go and find a place where you could flourish. Yeah, being you. Like, let's talk about let's let's the big no nos. Okay, if the doctor came down the hallway and had a scalpel and was like covered in blood and was like you're being so loud and distracting it's like yeah maybe take that note (laughs) like that time for sure um and i think at some point people will go that guy walks down the hallway covered in blood he's yeah he can't blame it on you we should look into him (laughs) like at some point people tell on themselves is what i'm saying but if you were like in the surgery room just like like talking Mm -hmm. and and annoying then yeah you know what it also makes me think of maybe you were talking to the wrong person a little too much and it was rubbing somebody else the wrong way maybe you were talking to someone's crush and it was making somebody else mad and uncomfortable there is there are so many reasons, <laughs> especially in the state of Georgia, to get fired mm-hmm. that are totally fine yeah. with a lot of people. That they don't have shouldn't to explain be fine anything. With it. They don't have mm-hmm. to explain. Um, yeah, that's one thing I'm learning. It might it might have more to do might with personal. politics, mm-hmm. personal, optics, whatever. And you, yeah, you might have just been... Making the reception laugh, a little too friendly with the wrong person, much, mm-hmm. and then the ooh, we're getting so dramatic now. And then the doctor boyfriend was like, "Get rid of her, <laughs> or I will yeah. with my bloody scalpel." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hope we helped, Edie. Yeah, we just mm-hmm. made your life a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story is, uh, you're fine. Don't feel self conscious now. You're in a better place yep. because anywhere that is trying to chisel away at you or make you feel less than is not a fun place to mm-hmm. be. I mean, I have met so many people starting this podcast just to stand up for myself and to have a voice and being reached out to by so many different people that have started their own businesses. And they're like, I went through what you're going through eight years ago, and I want to show you how great it can be. I'm inspired by all of these business owners and these people that are flipping the negatives of their life around into a positive new friends Mm -hmm. that are scapegoats in their own lives, and they made something amazing come out of it. 
on the other side of loss, you can change people's lives for the better and you can thrive. Like our buddy Matt at Revision Remodeling. Mm-hmm. We we met Matt a few months back. He came out to the Halloween show and we talked and he told me his story. He worked for a big company. Construction company. Big remodeling construction company. company. And staying in what he felt was a bad place. He was not in a good headspace. He was not happy with this particular company and he took way too long to branch out on his own. He has finally done that. He started revision design and renovation. What do you need in your house done? They can do it Mm -hmm. for you, especially flooring. Like he's done a lot of stuff with flooring, a lot of happy customers and testimonials. And I go to his Facebook page and the last post is their company Christmas party because he has his own team now. Yeah. So he started his own business. He has his own team and it makes you want to cry because you're like, look at how happy this guy is now. That is, a, that's a good down to earth dude right there. Yeah. And you know, making, making friends with somebody that can tell us how well, to fix our house fa- up yeah, <laughs> like yeah. is, is not a bad thing. Just the fact that somebody could hear your story in broadcasting and obviously that's going to be maybe something that resonates with other people in entertainment mm-hmm. or media, but somebody in renovation and design I know. hears what you here's what what you've been through and and feels like it's part of their story too, you know? Yeah. Kind of a similar story. And that it he's on the like we said, industry. he's on the other side of it now and he has a company running the way that he knows that it should be run, where he appreciates the um, employees and he puts his heart and his passion into each each project. I know he said he makes the drawings, he does the blueprints himself, he loves doing interior design. Shows that he has a, a really creative side too and that he, they're the kind of people that if you have a vision and a creative idea that you're going to be talking to somebody that wants to understand that, wants to listen to what you are seeing in your own in your home and help you help you achieve that. <laughs> when I talked with Matt, I could tell that their company is run with respect for the client. And he's excited. Like he's excited about projects. He's excited about his job. He loves doing You're, his job yeah. and I feel like yes, let your that, time is let important. that kind of feed off on me. That's awesome mm-hmm. because I love seeing people do what they love. The joy you get from doing your job at Revision Remodeling Mm -hmm. really makes me happy, and I'm glad that I have that to look forward to on the back end of such a weird year. It was just weird. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it weird? The first half was crazy, and then things got kind of weird. Yeah. In the middle. And they're staying weird, just not <laughs> as bad. Like, they're funny weird now, instead of just like... They're good weird, not not evil weird. Weird, mm-hmm. weird, yeah. Not off-putting, not unsettling <laughs> weird. Yeah. The kind of weird that we that we thrive in. Safe enough, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we'll have more advice for next time. We've got an abundance of these. I'm starring them, I'm reading them, I'm replying to people. I'm getting caught up on a lot of transcripts for our hard of hearing audience. I appreciate everybody's patience. If you're impressed with my output and my energy these days, then just know that that AG1 is working for me. (laughs) I'm pumped up. And now we're gonna get our day started because we woke up and did some yoga. I'm ready. And now we're gonna get this day, this show on the road. Yeah, man. Just recorded a podcast and now let's own this week. Productivity is high. All right, we'll see you guys next time on Davi the Scapegoat. Thanks for hanging out. See ya. Got questions, comments, drama, need advice from Davi the Scapegoat? Hit us up. Go to DaviCrimmins.com forward slash contact. Maybe you'll think twice before you try to